podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Second, obviously with new technology, I've muted myself there, I believe. So, um, hello and welcome to another video and podcast from Fantasy Football Scouts. Here we'll discuss discuss the best armband options for game week thirty three. My name is Joe, and hopefully I haven't muted myself this time. And joining me is Tom, who hopefully I haven't muted this time. So, Tom, welcome. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, Joe. Um, I can hear you. I hope you can hear me. Great stuff. Um, it's been uh, yeah disappointing weekend for my own team, Villa, um, or a disappointing second half display, I should say. But um, a very good day for song captainers. So well done if you are one of those. Definitely, definitely. And I um, just before we start, I just wanted to um, say that this week on the Meet the Manager video series, so these these are designed to look at any time you want, really. Um, but particularly applicable for this week. Um, I spoke to Chama, who um, has altered the way he does captaincy and um, it's well worth having a look at to sort of as a companion piece to this video and podcast. Um, well worth having a look or listening to that um, because he is in the top 300 somewhere he's never been before um, and it's all down to the captaincy and so he's got some great ideas there about developing uh, early season captaincy matrices and uh, various things like that. Um, but yeah, very interesting. Do have a look at that. And um, obviously he reveals his captain choice for game week 33, which is what we're doing here. Uh, before we get underway, though, Tom, understand you've got a few words to say about Fanting. Yeah, so uh, the Monster is running again this week. That is their kind of weekly tournament. You pick 11 players. Now, it's only the Saturday and the Sunday games, and it doesn't involve the early kickoff on Saturday, which is Spurs. So you're actually picking a squad from, I believe, five matches um, on Saturday and Sunday. But that involves uh, Man United, it involves Arsenal, um, Brentford at Watford, and uh, also West Ham at Burnley as well, on um, West Ham at Burnley on Sunday. So there's some quite tasty fixtures there to, to have a look at. Um, but yeah, that's the weekly monster. So have a look on Fantame if you're interested in that. Um, excellent. Um, just before we have a look at the fixtures, so what we're going to do this time around, uh, we're going to end with uh, mine and Tom's top three picks for the captaincy um, and we'll show our journey towards those decisions along the way looking at some key stats and obviously the fixtures um, but I did want to welcome uh, G-Wiz uh, who is on moderator duties in the live chat uh, welcome uh, Martin, Liskip, Jordan, uh, Jacob and many more thanks so much for joining us uh, in the live chat do press the like button um, do uh, subscribe as well tell all your friends call out the window and and tell your neighbours to like and subscribe. They won't know what you're talking about, but just tell them that anyway. Um, so let's have a look at these fixtures. Um, okay. Uh, so we're looking at, uh, it's a double game week as well. And that's what the fixtures show here. So what I've done is I've got the fixtures, as everyone can see, from the uh, Premier League, uh, Fantasy Premier League uh, official website. And then I've also filtered it through uh, a season ticker, pressed the sort by difficulty button, uh, and that shows that puts all the double game week teams uh, up the top um, and shows which have reasonably all good fixtures there. So uh, Newcastle have Leicester and Crystal Palace. Leicester face Newcastle and Everton. Burnley against West Ham, Southampton. Uh, Southampton, obviously Arsenal and Burnley. Manchester United have a double two. Norwich and Liverpool, mixed fortunes there. Arsenal, Southampton and Chelsea, another mixed bag. 
Brighton, terrible things. Just play Tottenham and Manchester City. I just go home now. Do not bother. Uh, uh, meanwhile, there are single uh, fixtures for Brentford. Play Watford. Watford play Brentford, obviously. Uh, West Ham, uh, Burnley, Everton, Leicester, uh, Man City. That Brighton match. Tottenham, that Brighton match again. Uh, Crystal Palace play Newcastle, uh, Liverpool, and Manchester United. Chelsea, Arsenal. Uh, Norwich and uh, against Manchester United as we said earlier so um, mixed fortunes there what's your immediate thought there when you look at those fixtures who would you captain it's it'd be by difficulty it looks like Chris Wood isn't it I, I actually do think that the Newcastle fixtures are the are probably the best um, we'll probably go into a bit more detail later on it, but the good thing about or the appealing thing for the Newcastle fixtures is they're against teams who are in cup action a few days before. Um, obviously, Leicester have got PSV, Palace are in the FA Cup, and those matches have the potential to go to 120 minutes. So it could be very good time for Newcastle to play both of those sides. So I do agree with the ticker. I think that that is the most appealing matchup. matchup. Whether or not you can find an asset from Newcastle or you're comfortable captaining, I'm not so sure. But um, yeah, definitely the best best fixtures on paper, I think. Definitely. Uh, Leicester riding high in, uh, mm. there as well. They've got Newcastle, obviously, and Everton. Yeah. But yeah. what slightly puts me off is Everton appear to be, well, yeah. much better at home. <laughs> uh, it's something we've sort yeah. of known for a while, but they actually look pretty okay at home and away yeah, they're and diabolical. <laughs> yeah, and the same can be said, um, not the diabolical bit away, because Newcastle have generally been okay apart from the loss at Spurs, but they've been very good at home too. They've mm. won four in a row at St okay. James's Park, haven't conceded a lot of goals. So that that it does. I don't think it's the easiest double header mm. um, out the lot, and it, and it may be trickier to navigate than you first think. Yeah. Um, um, and then we've got Burnley, but I, I just can't see. We've, we've all been burnt there, um, so yeah, I can't yeah, see that. Sure. Um, Southampton are intriguing. Um, terrible form at the moment, but it's not like they're suddenly a bad team. Um, but um, the, the form is bad. But I, I've got Che Adams in my team, and I'm, I'm tempted. Yeah. I am tempted uh, because Arsenal can concede, and Burnley, that's a great fixture. Mm. Southampton. Yeah. Um, yeah, good times to play them as uh, well. You know, yeah. Arsenal have lost three and four. Mm. Burnley lost at Norwich at the weekend and really struggling to put good performances together back to back. So, um, yeah, I quite like that Che Adams pick. Mm. I don't think I'd go there for captaincy, but I think he looks a really good mm. uh, a really good forward option this week. Definitely. And then you've got Manchester United. So, I mean, is this really a double for Manchester United? <laughs> they've got Norwich at home. Mm. Great. Um, and mm. then they've got Liverpool away. So, is that sort of one and a bit fixtures? Yeah, I mean, you'd, you'd be surprised if you get anything out of that second fixture. The only thing that United can cling to is Liverpool's schedule. Mm. You know, they'll have played two matches, two Champions League matches. They'll play Man City twice heading into that. And they actually have a Merseyside derby after this one. So the only thing you can kind of really kind of hope for is tired legs maybe mm. and that they could nick a goal there. But I think if you're starting your Man United defenders, you're going to need that clean sheet in the, in the first match, aren't you? Um, very unlikely to get anything at Anfield. Um, and obviously with Arsenal as well, once again, a mixed bag. Southampton can concede, but mm. Chelsea can concede as well. Um, mm. So Arsenal assets, fixture-wise, could be okay. Yeah, I mean, they're in a bit of a slump, aren't they? They've got a few key injuries at Arsenal with T&E and um, Partey as well, who's really important for them. And Lacazette obviously is struggling to score from open play. Mm. 
So you're probably looking at somebody like Saka, aren't you? I'm not kind of looking at Arsenal for captaincy this week. But um, again, it's that first fixture where you, you're going to be banking on returns because Chelsea away will be a tough game for them, I think. Definitely. And then we sort of, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to sketch over Bright. I think only <laughs> someone who is extremely maverick would contemplate captaining a Brighton player <laughs> against yeah. Tottenham and Manchester City but you never know um, but um, it's those single game week fixtures um, so Man City themselves um, the likes of Kevin De Bruyne against Brighton yeah. um, and then Son and Kane at home against Brighton um, again yeah. so Brighton have got absolutely torrid time but um, <laughs> yeah that, that says that perhaps KDB Kane Son these could be good assets for the, the armband do you think yeah I think of the single game week fixtures um, I think Spurs have got the, the best I like the fact that they're they're first up as well on Saturday now the issue with if you're going to captain a City player or a Liverpool player or a Chelsea player is they still have to play in the FA Cup before you get to these game week 33 fixtures and it's very hard to know what's going to happen in those games they have the potential to go to penalties I think um, at, the, at the weekend so I think there's risks associated with a KDB or a Cancelo or even a Salah or something like that which is why I like that Spurs fixture because it's first up on Saturday and uh, we'll, we'll delve into the numbers in a minute with Kane and Son but um, they're banging form aren't they yeah. um, and it, it's hard to look if, if you're not going to get swayed by the two fixtures it's hard to look past both of those options for captaincy I think Definitely. this week yeah. and, and I think that Mo Salah is, is a great option for the captaincy because Manchester United yeah. are awful he'll play yeah. in this it's I mean the, Liver, the Liverpool Manchester United historic rivalry can't be underestimated I can't see uh, Ronaldo, for example, at Manchester United or Salah at Liverpool being left out of this. So um, we know that he can do damage against them. So not a bad shout. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be averse to captaining Salah myself. What do you think? Yeah, again, it's that timing which I'm not massively keen on, and what and the surrounding schedule for Liverpool. But you know, we saw what he could do at Old Trafford earlier on this season when. Uh, I think if I remember rightly, a lot of people went to Havertz that mm. weekend, didn't they? Yeah. Some people kept it on Salah and the swing was absolutely brutal. Um, I think he's got a hat-trick and got an assist in that one. So we know what he can do and um, United are looking pretty vulnerable at the moment, I think, in the last two mm. games against Everton yeah. and Leicester. So look, I'm never, I'm never going to sit on one of these videos and say don't captain Salah because mm. we know what he can do. I do think there might be better options this week, but yeah. it's never going to be, a, it's never going to be a bad shout sticking the armband on him. Well, so. well let's have a look at some stats from the uh, members area at Fancy Football Scout just to see um, if this can add um, to our, our choices. Um, so we'll have a look at these are the these are the best players in the last four matches. Um, and so ideally what we want is a player that's playing twice and you have to go right the way down this list um, and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine and number 10 and 11th so the 10th and 11th best players in terms of the last four matches expected goal involvement is Fernandez and Ronaldo um, so Fernandez is, is expected goal involvement is just under three uh, Ronaldo's just behind him as well meanwhile all of those other players are ahead of him Zaha, Tony, Havertz, Puki, Kane and Son, Salah, Werner and Richarlison. So obviously penalties come into play there, particularly for the likes of Richarlison. 
Uh, I think Tony's returns have been um, from open play recently. But um, nevertheless, it shows that given that Manchester United have a one good fixture and one awful fixture, this doesn't bode well for double game week captains, does it? No, and I think... Um... I mean, I'm the kind of manager who will get lured in by the fact that a team plays twice. I think, um, you know, even with just appearance points, you're hopefully looking at a minimum of kind of four for um, for, for Bruno and Ronaldo. Um, I suppose for United, they're not in a good moment, are they? Um, they've lost to Everton, they've drawn with Leicester. But you only have to go back a few weeks and they beat a very good Spurs side at um, Old Trafford. So it's just inconsistent. You don't know which United's going to turn up. But we have been here before. You know, if you go back to double game week 22, United went into that double game week having lost at home to Wolves 1-0. And then Fernandez bags 23 points in the next yeah. two games. In double game week 25, the same happened. They had drawn 1-1 at Turf Moor. Um, against Burnley and then Fernandez and Ronaldo got double digits in the double game week so we're kind of used to going into a double game week without any real confidence in mm. United's assets but they have they have performed in the double game weeks this year um, Norwich are bottom of the table um, so that's a really appealing fixture um, and I think the numbers for Bruno and Ronaldo are, um, are still okay despite some indifferent form. If you, if you were to open that table up to six matches, I think they'll be jumping up quite a bit higher um, because I think the Leeds fixture was in that, which they did yeah. really well in just, just before that run. So um, Fernandez is second on the captain poll. I think mm. Ronaldo is fifth on, on the fancy football scout okay. um, on site uh, captain poll. So, I think Fernandez is going to be the more popular of the pick. I think he's got a few more routes to points, perhaps with set pieces and things. So I like that. Um, and I don't see Ronaldo being rested. I'm not sure about you, Joe, but um, with Cavani out, I think the fact they're not in cup competitions, if he's if he's fit, he'll play two games. I, think. I, I, I would imagine so, but you never know. We've been here before. Uh, I know as a yeah. Ronaldo owner on and off suddenly he's not he's not, yeah. not playing suddenly he's ill or um I suppose, I mean, it's possible yeah. if he's going to be arrested for any uh, or or dropped um or he's going to give chance to other players it will be the Norwich game unfortunately because I cannot see Ronaldo missing out on the Liverpool game yeah I mean I was trying to think if he wanted to set up with a more counter-attacking mm. approach at Anfield would he maybe favour you know, he's played Bruno as kind of like a centre-forward a couple of times, hasn't he? Or he could play Rashford through the middle. But I do think, I think like you say, that that Anfield match is such a big match. Yeah, you need your big players on the pitch. Um, I would be surprised to see Ronaldo benched in that. I would be surprised. Um, Elanga playing up front against Norwich is a small possibility, I would imagine. Um yeah, they, they kind of need some confidence, though, going to mm. the Anfield game. They've been playing so yeah. poorly recently. What they really need is a 3-0 a three, a three win, yeah. ideally, don't they, to take yeah. that confidence into that game, which makes me... There's no real reason to rest the players either, no. is there? Because no. they, they they haven't got European commitments no. or anything. They're not in the FA Cup. So it feels like they can go full strength. And that's the thing I like about it. And yeah. um, if I had to pick one of the two, I, I prefer Fernandez for this one. But I think Ronaldo could do very well too. Yeah, I do. Um, I do think if I if I owned Fernandez, I would I would captain him. And I think he's mm. a very strong shout. But um, I think I'm, I'm sort of speaking from the position of people who don't have a wild card left. So it would involve getting him in. It involved probably yeah. removing Salah. So you've got to yeah. think of wider issues of do I really want to mess up my team? Uh, just yeah, for one, one fixture. Um, nevertheless, if you have a wild card in your pocket, 
Um, I think that could be a good move. Um, if... Well, that's the yeah, that's the angle I'm coming from yeah. um, because I'm dead ending my team ah. into that wild card, so it's very easy to get United players in because yeah. you don't want them long term, do you? And no. then get them out again. So um, yeah. that's where I am. But every team will be different; it's mm. team dependent. Mm. And if it isn't easy to make that move um, and you're going to be sacrificing good players, you might want to think about it and maybe look at another player on that list, like Son or Kane, okay. um, something like that. So. Yeah, so Son and Kane, they're, they're hovering around expected goal, goal involvement of three. Obviously, Son is vastly outperforming that with his goals, but yeah. that's what he does. Um, very clinical. Um, and uh, Kane is assists. I, I shared a uh, just a clip of one of his assists. It was the header which was, I think oh, it was Romero excellent. passed to and Kane yeah. literally in, in a half a millisecond could see Son running to the side of him. Yeah. And somehow he positioned a perfect pass via incredible, his head yeah. <laughs> mm. um, and this through ball, um, which is incredible really. So I think Kane's slightly on a different level um, in mm. real terms and he's still racking up, he's racking up the FPL points as well. So... Um, yeah. yeah, Kane and Son, I think, are really good options. Really, really good options for the armband. So, so so far we're looking. Yeah, it's the, these expected goal involvement stats are, are making us think Fernandez and Ronaldo could be okay. And just, just, um, just going back to Kane and Son, mm. Joe. I mean, you're a Brighton fan. Mm. Do you see them putting up any resistance at the weekend because they have been okay mm. away yeah. this year, or um, do you think that Spurs will? Wow be able to rack up the, the goals against I, I, them. I think Brian are improving. I think it was a bit mm. of a surprise um, uh, that they beat uh, Arsenal, but it does yeah. indicate they are improving. Uh, they haven't changed as a side. I mean, no. these uh, they, they're still full of the same players. Um, and so I, I think uh, they will put up resistance, but I think Son, Kane and Kulusevski up front are too potent. And yeah. I cannot see Spurs not scoring. Uh, they might concede, um, and it might be three two or three one or something or two one, but I think I can see goals. <laughs> yeah, it, it's very hard, isn't it? I mean, Villa um, put up a great first half performance um, against Spurs at the yeah. weekend, but it's very hard to keep that up for ninety minutes because they're so good. Yeah. And like you say about Kane, he seems to be half a second ahead of everybody else, doesn't he, yeah. in terms of his, his movements? And he, he knows where Son is before the defenders can get back into position. Um, and it's and it's really hard, isn't it? I did pull out a few Brighton stats earlier, though, which I wanted to just flag up about their away form. So they're seventh in the Premier League away table this season. Um, they've only lost three times in 15 games mm-hmm. away from home. They've only conceded 17 on the road. So only Man City, Chelsea, Wolves and Liverpool have got a better defensive record on the road. And no team has scored more than two past them all season. Um, They haven't conceded three goals in an away game all year. Now, if that's saying that, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened this (laughs) weekend. But just to flag up that that Brighton have been doing okay Okay. away. Um, And it's maybe not... um, as easy a fixture as maybe some of the other ones that Spurs have faced of late in okay. terms of the defensive strength. Well, let's have a look at some more stats. Best attacks. Um, so this is last four matches, the teams with attacks. So I guess this follows the theme where you're talking about, okay, uh, let's, see, let's see who's top. Well, it's Spurs by a mile. <laughs> so yeah. in terms of the last four, uh, in terms of expected goals, uh, Tottenham um, are well over 10 
they've expected to be involved in. They actually scored 14, so over mm. over delivering. But these they're, they're absolutely class players up front at the moment. So you would expect some over delivery. Um, City are next. So it, that's a, this is another notch really in KDB, Kane, and Son captaincy there. So both of them played yeah. Brighton. And they're 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 up there with Chelsea as well, just behind. Expected to have scored nine goals, actually scored eleven. And then we've got Liverpool, a bit further behind, just but um, expected to score eight goals and have scored eight goals. Um, and then Brentford improving, Leeds improving, yeah, well. Crystal Palace improving, Aston Villa improving as well, Brighton improving. I think, I think we probably got most of that total yeah. on Saturday in the first yeah. half, didn't we? But yeah. but so ne- many chances missed. But nevertheless, uh, you know, improving. Villa aren't playing this week, I hasten to add. Um, but uh, just shows that they're improving teams. Arsenal slipping down a little bit, um, but still okay. Southampton, um, you know, uh, expected to be involved in nearly five goals, but have only scored three. So that shows some underperformance there, and um, they could be scoring more. Um, similar with Norwich, uh, Everton, and, and then further down. This is now this is tricky for the captaincy here. So the the worst two attacks over the last four matches are Leicester which is expected to have um, scored just under four goals, have in fact scored five. Manchester United expected to have scored just under four goals, actually scored five. And then Wolves uh, and then Newcastle and West Ham. So back to the captaincy. Ronaldo, Fernandes, uh, we haven't even mentioned the Leicester players yet, who I no. I favour despite this. I'm going, going against the stats here. But... Um, yeah, this doesn't look promising for Leicester or Manchester United. No, and Newcastle as well, another double popular double game week team yeah. are right down there as well, aren't they? Um, I think for Leicester, I think the the cons are kind of two away games. The opponents have both been pretty good at home of late. And I suppose rotation could be the biggest obstacle with Leicester yeah. um, because of Europe. Yeah. You know, they played in... Um, they played in Eindhoven, or they played against Eindhoven last week, and they made seven changes at the weekend from the the starting eleven in Europe, and uh, that's obviously a bit of a worry with the weekend. I mean, the schedule is basically PSV on mm. Thursday, Newcastle Sunday, Everton Wednesday, and then they play Villa in game week thirty four on the Saturday after. I suppose for FBL managers, we want them to go out of Europe because yeah. then they might just think, well, look, we're going to play them in the league. We don't have to worry about a, semi- a two-legged semi-final. So I think it's hard It's hard to make a concrete kind of choice on or decision on the Leicester players right now. We kind of need to see what happens in Europe on Thursday. Um, of the of the options, I like Madison the most. Mm-hmm. I think he's third in the captain poll at the moment, yeah. so he's going to be popular. Yeah. Four, 14 attacking returns in his last 14 starts. Um, doesn't get a lot of shots in the box, but um, it's that all-round points yeah. potential with with assists, which I like, um, and uh, I do favour him over Barnes. Just I think, yeah, definitely. Um, yes, so um, let's have a look at the worst defences. So, what do we want here from our captaincy choices? So, who's playing Norwich? Because <laughs> Norwich are the worst <laughs> defence. Um, they've only conceded five goals, but they're expected to have conceded nearly ten. So yeah. that proves that they're there for the taking. Burnley are next up, expected to have conceded eight, and uh, uh, 
uh, sorry, they, they conceded eight and they were expected to concede nine. Then Southampton's defence, pretty ropey, 11 score, uh, goals conceded, but they expected to concede a little bit fewer than that, so just over eight goals. And then Leicester's defence, pretty poor, uh, and Brighton's defence, pretty poor, and then the best defences are City, Brentford and Liverpool. Interestingly, Brentford's defence has really improved. Um, nevertheless, um, this is another notch, really, for Fernandes or Ronaldo for the armband, isn't it, against Norwich? So they, they, they still are awful <laughs> in terms yeah, of defence. Yeah, and, and, and funnily, they've kept back-to-back clean sheets now mm. against Brighton, I mean, they were they were lucky in that one. Brighton had a lot of shots. 31, in that wasn't one. it? 31 shots. Yeah, same, as the, that, yeah. same as the game week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think I watched them at, um, against Burnley on Sunday. Mm. And they came out on top in that one, but they gave up a lot of space in the wide areas. I think if Burnley, I think if Loughton and Lennon had had better games, I think they could have taken advantage of of, of um, some kind of poor defensive play by Norwich. Um, they're not as bad as they have been at times this season, but I think that proves that you know United, if they if they're kind of a seven or eight out of ten, United, they they should get they they should score a couple of goals past Norwich at the weekend. Yeah. Um, we've been here before, you know. They they drew nil nil with Watford a few weeks back, United, mm. didn't they? But again, that was another game where if you played that game five times, they would score goals in four of them. Mm. It, they were just a bit unlucky on the day, I think. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we haven't got loads of confidence in United, but we haven't got much confidence in Norwich either yeah. defensively. So. Um, yeah, it's about as good a first fixture as you can get, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. So I think uh, bearing all of that in mind, let's have a look at our top three picks. So uh, yeah. hastily cobbled this together uh, image-wise, <laughs> uh, but we're, we're going to look more more fabulous next week. Um, uh, so your top choices, let's go. Who, who are your top three choices then and uh, why? Yeah, so number one, Fernandez. Um I, I always tend to favour a player who's going to play twice in a double game week. I think um, there's been some indifferent form of late from him, but we've seen it before in two double game weeks this season. Um, he's pulled double digit hauls out in both of those, despite going into it um, not looking brilliant. I think his numbers have remained good over the past four, six fixtures even though they've had a tough run and they've played City and Spurs in that time. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of edging towards Fernandes right now. Got Ronaldo in second, which tells you I am kind of back in United mm. to deliver in that Norwich game. And then I've got Madison third. That's probably the, the one most up for debate because mm. I think we're going to need to see that European game on Thursday yeah. before committing to it. But as it stands... It's Tuesday, things can change, but that's where I'm I'm, I'm at at the moment. And um, it's interesting because I think you've gone for some completely different choices, haven't you, Joe? No, I have Uh, as well. So it's partly influenced by my situation, which will be similar to to, to some others, um, as in I don't have a wild card. So um, getting the Manchester United players is entirely possible and easy, but it would remove, it would involve removing the likes of Salah. Um, and even Harry Kane and I'm not prepared to do that and I've got no way of getting them back well I could but it's, just, it's lots of transfers for, for a move to remove players I really like <laughs> and yeah, I want to yeah. keep um, so my my tentative ones are Madison who I don't own yet but I do have a Rafinha shaped hole ready waiting for Madison to Same. slot in 
um, and and I'll get him in. And I think he looks the best captain for me. Yes, he's away to Newcastle. Yes, he's away to Everton. And both of them are better at home. Nevertheless, as you said, he is it's that assist potential, bonus potential. He's involved. Mm-hmm. If I said I I do think he might not start one of these matches, um, mm-hmm. and. But I don't mind that as such with a player like him because he is so involved. Send Madsen on in the 70th minute. He's got 20 minutes of crosses and corners um, and possibly a free kick. Um, And we've seen it many, many times. He's exactly the kind of player that can get returns in 20 minutes or so because he's just involved. He's so involved. Um, So uh, I don't mind that at all. Um, Then Saka, because I do want to captain a double game week player. I, I, I do like Kane, I do like Son, and I do like Salah, but they've only got one fixture, and I do would like to captain two, because you never know with that second one. So, on paper, I think Saka is probably my my personal best bet, and he'll be in a number of teams. He's very, very well, highly owned. I can see uh, Arsenal getting returns in that Southampton game. I can see Saka's the man most likely. Um, to score um, he's doing well we, we'll talk about him more in the scout cast but um, he's actually doing quite well in the uh, in the stats um, and um, I think the Chelsea game you never know I think Chelsea can be can concede um, well yeah yeah Brentford will tell you that won't they I mean um, they, they were looking a bit they were they weren't looking great going into the no. weekend Chelsea were they no. and then they've obviously pulled that great result out of Southampton mm. but it, but again um, it, you know Arsenal could nick a goal yeah Easily, easily, easily. So if he gets a couple of goals, there's going to be bonus in there. Um, mm. So you're looking at a really healthy return there for 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 yeah. a double game week captain. And then I have gone for Kane. So I think if I I, I want so if I decide right, I can't I can't bet any of these double game week players. I'm not sure Madison's is going to start. Um, Saka, I'm just not convinced. So if if I get to the end of the week and I'm like that, then my best bet is Kane. Kane yeah. and Son, absolutely on fire. If you own one of them, you cannot go wrong. I mean, they are brilliant bus team captains. And I think, I think on my on the scout cast tonight, I've got the captaincy on Kane just as a at the moment. Yeah, because I think he's my vice. So yeah. um, because I, because yeah. just going back to my list, I I own Fernandez, but I don't, and I own Ronaldo or Madison. I can get to Madison like you, Joe, yeah. via Rafinha. Um, but at the moment, I don't have options two and three. So, so Kane is um, a really kind of comforting yeah. vice captain, albeit with one fixture, because I'd just be, you go into games with Spurs at the moment and you're really surprised if, if they don't return. You're expecting them mm. to get one or two attacking returns. So, um, yeah, I'd feel I'd feel fine going in with 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 a Kane or a Son as a captain if you if you yeah. can't get to those double game week players or if you're not if they don't take your fancy. Yeah. Um, um, so there we go. I mean, it's 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 one of the toughest weeks for the captaincy. Usually, we just mm. say it's Salah or someone else, but probably Salah. And sometimes we think, oh, it could be it could be a Kane on some week, it could be KDB. But this week, there's so many single game weekers have good fixtures. There's a lot of double game week teams. They all fluffed their audition last week. Saka fluffed his audition. And the Leicester lads did as well. Um, apart from Dewsbury Hall, who's in my team, who might end up being my captain. You never know. Um, but um, it, I think it's a really tough decision. And I think it's going to be quite split. And I can see um, some big changes in the rankings 
um, for going at the end of this game week. And I don't think there were too many in the last one, but I think I think there could be some real gains to be made. Um, yeah, I agree. And I, I don't know if there's going to be too much cost. I think if you, for example, Salah might be under 100% effective ownership once his captaincy is taken into account, for example. So that, that will alleviate some of the pain if you don't own him. Yeah, I think it's going to be a week where if you don't back the Spurs duo, I don't. I think you're going to want them to probably want them to blank, aren't you? In terms yeah. of your overall ranks, I can see them both being over 100% effective ownership. Um, but then you might have many leagues to play for, and you might be rooting for them regardless. It's, yeah. It depends what, which kind of way you play the game. But I think if you're simply looking at OR yeah. and you're not going to captain them, you're probably going to want a big performance from Brighton at the weekend. Yes. So, Yes, that's the spirit. Um, and on that <laughs> bombshell, um, Tom, thanks so much for joining me. Um, good luck with your capsule decision. Thanks so much, all of you who joined us, over 400 of you. Thank you very much. Um, do press like, do subscribe, do tell your friends. Um, good luck with all of your captaincy decisions and those who are listening and watching uh, back again uh, later in the week. Um, but Tom, thanks for joining me. Good luck. Thanks, Joe. See you soon.